Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry. But more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents, with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order, or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. Well, hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month, year after year. Thank you so much for the support, for the love that you've shown me uh, through this journey. Uh, This has truly been a fantastic journey here during my show. I want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you for all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And ultimately, I want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we have another great show. I am, I am so blessed, I have to say, everyone. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be connected to some great people. Uh, I've always learned to surround myself with people that are uh, smarter than me. So I have a very talented, very uh, informative uh, guest here on the show tonight. We share somewhat the same space uh, when it comes to financial literacy. So we have a very good show. I kind of uh, 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 titled this show uh, as Practice What You Preach. So we're going to hopefully be doing a lot of that tonight, sharing with you about how to overcome financial illiteracy. Then we're also going to talk about uh, my guest uh, organization and what they're doing to help provide some solutions to the ongoing problem with financial illiteracy. So please stay tuned. Uh, We're going to go right into that segment momentarily. Now, if you had any questions and or comments, you can call in at 917-889-8078. You can call in with your questions and or your comments. Uh, Call in at 917-889-8078. And if you didn't know, you can listen to all of our past shows on demand. Uh, We can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, 
Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So you can listen to us anywhere. You can go anywhere in the world at any time of the day or night, even on the weekend, as you're working, as you're driving. You can take, uh, you can uh, tune into my show and, and catch up on uh, some of the shows that we've done here in the past. And if you didn't know, you can always, always go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. I've created a page uh, dedicated to the web, to the uh, radio show. And if you click on the radio show banner, it take you right over to the page, and you can check out all of the different guests that I've had here on the show. Like I said, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to have a wonderful gallery of different guests that I've had here on the show, talking about various different topics within the financial uh, uh, lane. But we've also delved into, because remember, my show is a financial and life empowerment show. So we touch on other different topics as well. So, And then I have some of those solo shows that I do uh, where I touch on different financial-related topics. So we cover everything from credit card to debt to home loans to uh, challenging you to change your life. Uh, we ha- I actually have a fantastic guest uh, uh, for the past couple of years, Miss Ashley Hill. She's a college strategist. So we hit on a lot of different topics here on the show for for the young and for the not-so-old as well as for business owners. So personally and professionally, we touch on various different topics. So let's get started tonight. My guest tonight is the owner and founder of IMAR Learning Solutions. The mission of IMAR Learning Solutions is to help others to invest in the power of themselves. IMAR Learning Solutions launched in 2016 in Dallas, Texas. And its founder has been making a name for himself in the education, fintech, and technology fields. Uh, He gained national recognition by becoming the inaugural winner of TD Ameritrade's Innovation Quest. He pitched his idea called Plan It, a financial literacy application that can be used by users as young as five years old to retirement age to over 2,000 attendees. He launched Seedling Financial Literacy to provide even more resources for schools and nonprofits. Now, we're going to talk about that uh, as well as a lot more tonight, but let's go ahead and get started. Let's welcome to the show Mr. Derek Wesley. Hello, Derek. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Lionel. Thank you for having me on. Oh, good to have you here. I really uh, appreciate you. you for being here. It's always yes, great to speak with another financial professional who share the same space uh, regarding financial literacy. Yep. Man, that was a okay. wonderful um, introduction. I need to bring you um, with me wherever I go to any speaking engagements and let you open up for me. That's, that was great. Thank you. I appreciate that. You let me know and I try to be there. <laughs> Especially when we get out of this COVID environment. But for, I, I know, meantime, I know. Yeah. In the meantime, if you need me to make a make a a, a, a bio recording for you, I'll be more than happy to do that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Now there are so many different angles and what I call lanes and methods that we can and we should be utilizing to uh, increase awareness and the need for financial literacy among the masses. 
So, like I said, I'm so grateful for all of my colleagues, my guests and friends, and it's so great to have you here uh, joining in in this effort that we all share, and that is the area of financial literacy. So, we're just going to kind of go ahead and have this conversation there, Derek. Now, okay. share with share with us tonight, how did you come into this space of financial literacy? Um, and, and that's very interesting how you uh, mentioned it. And, you know, there's very different, many different financial lanes, right? And so I'm an educator. Um, I've been teaching for nine years. I'm actually still in the classroom. I run my business. Um, IMR Learning Solutions and our um, company Seedling Financial Education. You know, I have my calls after school and, you know, I love the classroom. And that's kind of what inspired me to get started with financial education. So, um, I'm based here in Dallas, and I was teaching in Richardson ISD. It was about three years ago. And so my principal gave us two weeks to focus on financial education. We got some awesome tools from Junior Achievement, um, some PowerPoint presentations and some different activities. And I'm not a financial professional. I teach reading. But that was the most engaged I had seen my students the entire school year. And so a light bulb, I started paying attention to that. I was like, hold on, there's something here. Because even those students that, you know, we have those kids, they don't want to be there. Those kids kind of set up a little bit, and they were focused for those two weeks. And some of them actually went home, and they spoke to their parents about some of the things we were learning in class. And so my students came back to me, and they were like, Mr. Wesley, why doesn't my dad have a um, checking account? Why doesn't my mom know anything about compound interest? Why isn't my family investing? I'm like, because no one taught them about these things. And so that's why I'm teaching it to you so we can close this gap because when you become an adult, you don't want to go through that same situation that your family is in. And so that really inspired me to want to do something to help close this gap. And so like you mentioned in the introduction, um, I saw the TD Ameritrade contest, and I was like, okay, well, I have a pretty cool idea in my opinion um, to help in financial illiteracy. And mm-hmm. so I came out, I, my idea was to create a mobile financial literacy app. It was called Planet. And basically how it works is each user, um, when you when you create your account, you take a short diagnostic assessment. And I thought that was very, very important, Lionel, because I wanted my users to figure out where they're at. It does Just like my students in the classroom, Everyone comes to you at a different reading level, math level, science level, and you can't mm-hmm. automatically assume that everyone knows the same thing. Yeah. And so the app builds out, um, you take that short assessment, and then it builds out a personalized curriculum based on you and your needs. So you can be as young as five all the way up to retirement age, and you'll get lessons, articles, and videos specifically for your needs, and then you'll learn and grow from there. And so that's um, what I pitched to um, during the TD Ameritrade event, and I actually won the grand prize. And so I've just been growing from there. Fantastic. Congratulations for that, too. And I Thank appreciate you. Thank your, you. your heart. Of, of, it's amazing sometimes. Uh, sometimes things don't capture uh, kids' attention, but then you have mm-hmm. that one moment where it's like, boom. Yep things kind of click and being in the field of finance and talking about money, money has a tendency to have an interest with everybody because we function with it. We have to live with it. And Mm -hmm. the the better you are with it, the better off your quality of life can be. And you can actually change a generation 
by being able to maximize on that knowledge and applying all that you can to make sure that, you know, you're financially healthy, you're, you're managing your money financially uh, responsibly. So I, I commend you. First of all, congratulations uh, on winning that grand Thank prize. You. And then uh, look at what you've been doing thus far. I mean, you've making some great strides in the field of financial literacy uh, with the effort of defeating financial illiteracy, not only yep. from the kids' standpoint, but also from the family standpoint. So at the same time when you won the grand prize, is that the same time you started your organization, IMAR Learning Solutions? Well, I started my organization. It was probably two years before the TD Ameritrade event. And okay. so at and what inspired me to start my organization was I noticed the lack of critical thinking that students were um, being asked to do inside of the classroom. And so I created a youth leadership program. And so during my youth leadership program, we focus on what I call the big six skills of critical thinking, creative problem solving, analytical thinking, thinking, collaboration, communication, leadership, and social and emotional intelligence. And as you can see, with the way technology is developing so fast today that I'm sure everyone has seen on the news how people are losing their jobs due to automation and robots and all of these different things that are happening and different skill sets are being required. They want those, employers want those critical thinking skills. You have to be able to think outside of the box if you want to yeah. grow as technology is advancing because things are different. Even think about how COVID has impacted so many people so many folks lost their jobs, and so many people are going to need to reskill and be prepared to try something different. And I wanted my students to already know how to think about these different things so that they're prepared no matter what comes their way. And I got my first opportunity um, from Michael Finley, former Dallas Maverick. And he yeah. has a nonprofit organization here in Texas. And so he does a three-week academic program during the summer. And he teaches the kids reading, math, science. And so I wanted to add leadership. And he gave me my first opportunity to teach my own content that I created to his students. And I've been a part of that program ever since. And so um, as a teacher, um, students, that's my life. You know, I enjoy teaching them and giving them everything that they need. So I, I started with leadership. And so now my next thing is financial education now. Fantastic. And let me say this, because uh, I've done this. All my life, especially since I have my own children, thank you mm -hmm. for the work that you do as a teacher. Um, sometimes your your profession is undervalued and sometimes unappreciated. Thank you so <laughs> yes. much for, yes. you You're right. for all teachers. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen it firsthand, and uh, I always make it a point to appreciate, honor uh, what you do for our children. Because uh, uh, sometimes you, you guys go above and beyond when it comes to teaching our children. You're having mm -hmm. to somewhat sometimes play a role, almost a, par a parental role. You're having to play a yes. mentoring type role. Uh, you're having to instill other values and, and, and uh, that is critical for their growth and their development, uh, sometimes even when they're lacking it from home. So thank you for what you do, Derek, uh, very welcome. much. I appreciate thank that. You. 
Yeah. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. And we, we love the kids. And so, you know, we, we already know going into the profession, we're not going to be millionaires as teachers. And so if you're a teacher inside of the classroom, you already know what's expected. You know, you, you're there for the kids no matter what. And, you know, they're the reason why we're there, we, why we do what we do. We're good with it. Like I said, thank you so much for that. Well, let, let's dig uh, just a little bit deeper uh, into uh, the world of financial illiteracy. Let's kind of okay. talk about some of the barriers. I know that you have no doubt faced them. I know over my years of working in the financial literacy, financial education uh, field, there's been a lack of financial education in school. There's been a yep. lack of financial knowledge from parents or from guardians of children. And it makes it rather uh, tough for us as financial educators in trying to teach kids and to teach students financial literacy skills. What, how can we overcome these barriers? I would love to kind of just address that question for us uh, tonight. How can we overcome those barriers, such as the lack of financial education in school and lack of knowledge from parents? And so for, um, for me and my company, um, first, the, the first barrier was just even getting into the school system. Even for me as a teacher, um, all of the, there's no real focus on financial literacy. There's focus on math, science, and reading. But, of course, those things are super important. But financial literacy, these are the tools that they're going to need to be successful in life. In a perfect world, the financial education should be baked into the core curriculum already. It should already be a part of math, science, history, everything. There's always a way to put it in there. And so until someone goes in and helps the curriculum writers develop that curriculum, then it's going to always be a problem because it's going to always be seen as a supplemental tool or a supplemental um, curriculum to what they're already doing, where it should already be a part of it. So, for example, um, we're, we're working with some schools in Lebanon in the Middle East, and something that's super important to them in the Middle East um, is being a good citizen. And so that was new to my team when we first started talking to them and planning with them. They're like, well, whenever you provide your um, content for us, just make sure you have some things in there about being a good citizen and being a good person. And so they wanted that all throughout everything. And so that really let me see, no, this can be done. It's all about if the leaders and the school system want it to be done. And right. so that's been one of our biggest challenges so that we're not looked at as something extra, something added on that the teachers need to do. Whereas right. a lot the students, if you look at a lot of the surveys and the research, students say they want more financial education. This is something that they know they need, but it's not being provided to them. And if you notice some of my LinkedIn and Twitter posts sometimes, I talk about student voices. We have to listen to the voices of the students. They're the ones that's going to, they're going to tell you what they need and how they want it. It's up to us to figure out a way to provide that for them. They don't know all, they don't know everything they need because if it was up to them, they want to, they, they will want PE and recess all day. But if they're telling right. you they want financial literacy, we need to listen to that and do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because one day, one day, those students are going to become adults. And yeah. if they don't have these skills uh, embedded in them, even at an early age and being, being able to build upon that, they will not be as productive as they could be. 
and to me, to me, as they should be from a financial standpoint. Yep. I mean, you look at the uh, the numbers right now. You have, I think, it's about a nine hundred and some odd billion dollars in credit card debt. You have consumer yep. debt that is extremely high right now. Uh, now, it, I know that the pandemic has caused a lot of the financial issues that we're seeing right now, but even before the pandemic, before. we've all we've had an issue with financial problems uh, when it comes to debt, when it comes to responsibility, when it comes to budgeting. I mean, some of the practical mm-hmm. things that we could be uh, focusing in on. But it starts. We need to start early. That we have yep. to start early with instilling uh, these financial and money skills within our children. So. Yes. And to your point uh, about starting early, um, I have an eight-year-old son and a six-year-old son. Um, I was speaking with someone earlier today, and my kids were asking me about money and how it works since they since they were five. And um, mm-hmm. I would take out my, my, my stock portfolio, and they would see, oh, Daddy, that's a lot of red. You're losing money there. What did you do? You're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they just, you know, I told, I explained it. Um, what it was to them one day, and they asked questions. I answered those questions, and now when I take a look at it, they're asking me questions, and even more questions, because now they get it. And so now they're trying to figure out, you know, well, how can I do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think you you remind me. I know that we were talking offline. Uh, you, you have two young boys, and I was telling mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about you know, my two older girls. I actually started uh, my kids, Derek, around about the age of six. Uh, my wife and I, we used, instead of just getting a, a piggy bank, my wife was able to find a small ATM-type piggy bank. I mean, it had, oh, like I that. That, yeah, it had like the little debit card and everything. It keeps up with the balance. When you do a That's deposit, cool. it keeps up with the deposit. So we used that as a teaching tool, introducing them to, uh, to, to a money skill. And we built like upon that. that to the point to where when they got a little bit older, you know, became early teenagers, uh, we let them have their first debit card. Of course, you know, within bounds, but we taught them how to utilize it. Then we uh, would sit down with them on a month-by-month basis and go over their budget. So they had to maintain a budget. But we've gone over the, you know, the, yeah, the ins and outs of credit cards. You know, and we shared with them about the importance of life insurance, uh, the importance of starting an investment account, retirement account. So these things our kids need to know because this is yep. real world. And like you said, I love what you said about we sh- this should not be look at, looked at as an add-on or as something that's secondary. I believe yep. that it, it is equally important uh, to teach science and money uh, in, yep. in the classroom. I agree. And, uh, yeah. Now, now, what are your thoughts on, because this has been – sometime a big barrier uh, from an educating standpoint uh, with when you don't have parents that are not uh, up on financial knowledge, they don't have the financial skills or the money skills that maybe they should be. What can we do? What, what solutions or what things that you can think of that could possibly help those students, those, uh, excuse me, those parents that don't have those money skills out there? So that's actually part of our program that we offer with through Seedling. 
And so, of course, we offer our app. We have some teacher tools, a web-based version, where the teachers can download the articles and teach the students in the class the exact same thing that they're getting um, inside of the app. We create a campus ambassador program for our schools that we work with and uh, help the campus create a finance club. But then once we get the students involved, we invite the parents to come and participate in different workshops. And so that's how we are solving that problem. We um, we partner. We have some strategic partnerships in place where we have an investment company come in and they teach our kids all about investing. But in order for them to actually get some real funds to be able to invest with, the parents have to sign off and agree to participate in a certain amount of workshops. So the kids will actually get some real money if the parents show up. Okay. Oh, that's oh, that's fantastic. That's great incentive right there. Great incentive yep. right there. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we're going to continue to do this. I mean, I love, I love the aspect. I love the angle uh, that you and your organizations are doing uh, because we can tackle this problem so many different ways because there's so many different uh, views out there. And any way that we can, I call it, eat this elephant uh, that is before <laughs> us. Yeah, as long as we keep biting it, that we can eat this elephant. Oh, so Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, how did the pandemic, uh, uh, if anything, how did it affect your efforts and your uh, your organization and what you're doing? Oh, that's a good question. So it affected us. Well, we used to do our plan was to do in-person training, and then COVID mm-hmm. came, and that was not an option anymore. But we also provided the option to do everything online. You know, being a tech company, we got to have that option available. So it actually opened up more opportunities for us. So COVID slowed us down, but it didn't stop us. And so I already know this hybrid model is not going to go away. So for us, that pushed us even, you know, to make us focus on that faster than what we planned on to make sure that we were able to provide all of our tools and resources virtually. And so that was a problem that we had to overcome. We had to pivot and make sure that we had all of those tools available. And so now we're rocking and rolling um, even through this pandemic. Good. I think because, you know, there's always, I call it good, that can come out of uh, challenging times. And yeah. I think that this, this uh, with the digital world, for all of us, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, everything now is done from uh, from home. Uh, even some of the mm-hmm. speaking engagements, uh, because we cannot go out certain places, uh, we're having to do from home. To me, it just it created another great outlet, and it's making it to where we're able to get information. In some cases, a lot faster or in a lot more convenient ways uh, to yep. people. So you're right. It opened some doors. I'm glad to hear that it actually opened some doors for you and you were able to pivot uh, during that time. It definitely did. Yeah, okay. Well, Derek, and I have a, uh, I have a uh, guest here, I believe, that would like to ask a question. I'm going to ask my guest okay. if you can give me, give me your name, first name, where you're calling from, and you can give me uh, your comments or your question. I'm going to just read off because I have a huge board here. The last four numbers in your phone number is 3816. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask a question or give any comments 
if you have any. If you can please state your name, where you're calling from, and then give us your comment or question. Last number is 3816. Okay, that would be me. Good evening. Uh, my name is Cheryl, Hello. and I'm calling from the Lakeland area, and I'm calling with a question. Okay. I okay. am a mother, and I'm a single mother, actually widowed, and um, I've been very disciplined with my daughter, who's um, a junior in high school. I've modeled disciplined financial behavior with her. However, I've noticed that these principles that I live by, that I've modeled for her, there's been a disconnect now that she has her own source of money and she's working. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what advice would you give to parents who are struggling to, to help their children make the transition from being children to adulthood because she'll be leaving to go off to college. And I, I hate to say it, I'm very fearful of what's going to happen financially because the digital currency mm-hmm. is very, very different than yes. what the way I learned about money that was more yep. tangible. Yes. And because I'm from a different generation, I feel like I'm missing the mark here. <laughs> like I'm not okay. I'm not helping, so I need advice from the experts. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh Derek, if you don't mind going first and I I will go second. Yeah. Good question. Um I'm sorry to hear that, you know, you're dealing with that, but if you have done the work, you got to be confident in the work that you did and that example that you set for her because she's going to have to learn on her own, you know, how to, how to swim on her own. She's going to make some mistakes, but don't forget, she's seen your example. I love that um, quote where it says it, um, you need to see a man to be a man. And so the same works for you and your daughter. She saw you in those decisions that you made. She's going to go back to that. So you just have to have faith and confidence in the job that you've done and be there to pick her up, you know, when she's fall, when she falls, because like you said, she's probably going to make some mistakes along the way, but you provided those examples. She's examples and she's going to refer back to those lessons. And that was one of the main things that I like about what, how my mom did things with me. I was working since I was probably 12, you know, mowing lawns with my uncle, um, washing cars and different things like that. And if I if I wanted anything, I had to spend my money. And so the decisions I made started to change when it came when it was my money. And so okay. um, just be faithful and um, and trust the work that you've done. Um, keep the line of communication open with her and make sure that you know if she has any questions that you're available for her. Okay. Good. Good. Right. Good response. I I would say, uh, I always start off with uh, experience is a good teacher, but it doesn't have to be your teacher. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm old school as well, um, but thankfully I went into the world of banking and finance, so a lot of my experience came through my banking days. And now that I have an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old, that transition, I feel you. especially when they start making their own money uh, mm-hmm. at the same time you have mm-hmm. you've been a model to them you have instilled into them the, uh, from a financial and a responsibility standpoint now we have to somewhat let go and trust and I agree with uh, mm-hmm. what Derek just said trust that they will make those good decisions going forward 
Now, that sometimes does not lessen the concern that we may have for them yeah. uh, because they are going to fall. And sometimes that's a good thing. When they have spent all their money and they don't have any more money uh, and they have to wait to the next pay period, sometimes that, that could be a good wake-up call for them. Yeah. Uh, I know that in college, yeah, yeah, tough so, love. Yeah, yeah, tough love. And, you know, sometime in college, you know, way back when, some of us, some of us, can remember eating ramen noodles uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to going to Chipotle yeah. and all these other good mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I would just continue to encourage, uh, to, you know, to take, read some books, take some classes, uh, have to toot my own horn, listen to my show, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, f- follow people like me and Derek uh, encourage your, your 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 kid to follow people like me and Derek on social media. We're constantly mm-hmm. giving out good information, things that will make them think about their own lives. Because uh, mm-hmm. I tell both of my girls that hey, one day you're going to get older. You're going to be my age mm-hmm. one day. It may be you think it is going to be fifty or sixty years from now. I said we all went through that. I said, but mm-hmm. you're going to get older, and as you get mature, you want to make sure that you can have the life that you want to have. And the only way you're going to have that life is by applying good financial principles now. As uh, Dave yep. Ramsey say, uh, live like no one else now, so later you can live like no one else. So you just continue That's to that. feed that type of advice to them, encourage them to, you know, make those good decisions. But like I said, sometimes they're going to have to make some of those mistakes for themselves. And if they have to wait two weeks before they get paid again, they'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Uh Bye-bye. So, uh, Dara, let's move on. Oh, thank you again, Carla, for that that, uh, great question. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit then. Kind of share yeah. with us, uh, Derek, what were some lessons that you learned or that your organization learned from 2020? You know, pan- the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> was very challenging, and I've been very asking this question. Yeah, I've been asking this of all my guests here on the show because I love hearing the different focus, the different uh, uh, tips, the different lessons, because a lot of these things can apply to all of my listeners. So what are some of the life lessons, uh, some of the lessons learned uh, from 2020 when it comes to what you do in the financial literacy world? Well, you can never be too prepared. And it was, it was crazy, and, and it really hurts my heart, Lionel, because even before the pandemic, I was preaching about having an emergency fund because you don't know what's going to happen. So for me, I'm originally from Louisiana, and I ended up here in Texas um, because of Hurricane Katrina. And so that was one of those events where it's like we thought that we were just going to, you know, evacuate for two or three days like we normally do because we always get hurricanes. And nope, that ended up changing my whole life. And now here's the pandemic. And so I already know that things can happen all of a sudden and completely turn your life around in a different direction that you weren't expecting. And so you got to have some type of emergency fund. And if you start putting something away a little bit um, every week, every month, however, you, you know, you get, you get paid, 
then that way when something does happen, you at least have something. And it's also more so about the mindset of knowing that I'm putting this away so that my family is taken care of just in case something happens. So that's one of the things that I learned from 2020 and from my previous experiences of dealing with different things that you can never be too prepared. And when it comes to finances, just make sure you always have access to some funds to take care of the different things that you need to take care of. And that, that takes that, sacrifice and commitment. Yeah, that is, you to me, that is number one. <laughs> yep. That, that, that yep. is number one uh, because we didn't know, I don't think anybody saw uh, I just I go way back to March last year. None of us saw this happening, especially to the degree uh, that we have faced uh, with yep. the pandemic. I mean, this is where I've often said that everybody, we are all in the same boat. Some of us may be at the yep. front of the boat. You may be at the back of the boat or the middle of the boat, but we are all in the same boat because it has affected us in some form or fashion. And you're right. Planning is key, and that's one big lesson that I think all of us uh, should take away from last year. You may have mm-hmm. had, a, 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 just say if you didn't have an emergency fund, now you know that you need to have an emergency fund going forward. And for those of us it. that, yeah, and for those of us that had an emergency fund, maybe we need to add a little bit more to that emergency fund. Yeah, uh, definitely. You just, yeah, you just never know. Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. So so what is the focus now going forward then, Derek, for you and your organization? Uh, what what is the focus for twenty twenty one and beyond uh in the financial literacy space? So for us our ultimate focus is trying to become the number one financial education resource for every school in the United States and abroad. And so um our so like you said, we have our challenges, especially with COVID. And so right now, a lot of schools, they don't want to add anything else to the teacher's plate. And I definitely understand that coming, you know, from my educational background that, you know, teachers, they're stressed right now. But we just want to be that that resource and that support for them and kind of help them if they want to add on what we're doing right now, then great. Um, we offer a free 90-day pilot program for the schools that we work with. So no strings attached. You get access to all of our curriculum, all of our tools, all of the support that we provide, and let you get a good feel for it. And if you like it, then, hey, we'll talk about you keeping it. But if not, hey, at least you got to provide your students with some awesome financial tools. Right. Cool. Okay, great. Fantastic. And anything that we can do, uh, Derek, from uh, your Shape Your Finances, uh, me personally, to help you get to that point, uh, just you know that you got the support from us here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, pre- yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I love what you're doing, Lionel. Um, this is definitely some good information that people really need to hear. And like I said, before the pandemic, it was needed. It's needed even more now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, as we're coming down uh, to a close, uh, would you please share your contact information, uh, how people can reach you, reach your organization, or to just inquire about the wonderful things that you guys are doing? If you can please share that information. Yeah, if you want to know more about what we're doing, you just have to visit seedlings.com, S-E-E-D-L-Y-N-G, 
www.imwarlearning.com, and that will bring you to the IMWAR Learning site, and you'll be able to see the youth program that I provide. You'll be able to see the financial literacy tools. If you are um, affiliated with the school, you'll be able to sign up for our 90-day pilot program. You'll be able to go on there and also download the Planet app that's available. It's free for anyone to download your first set of lessons. Are, are absolutely free. There's a built-in budgeting tool, so you can add in um, your monthly budget. If you don't know what you what your budget should be, just tell us how much you make per year, and then the app will automatically um, tell you what your budget should be for the different categories that we provide. And that's at seedling, S-E-E-D-L-Y-N-G.com. Okay. All right. And also, too, for your other organization, the iMore Learning Solution, what is the website for that uh organization as well. So it's I-M-A-R Learning Solutions with an S dot com. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, good. Well, Derek, uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I, yes, I commend you so much in, in the work that you're doing, like I said, in the classroom, but also outside of the classroom. Thank you so much for this work in the world of financial literacy and all that you're doing to instill uh, knowledge, wisdom, and experience within our students, our children, as well as our parents. So thank you so much for being here talking with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Lionel. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, well, everyone, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also reach me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But before we go, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. Check out this tune by Mr. Randy Scott. It's called Bliss. Take care, everyone. We will talk to you later.
with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.